Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of But Now We Said It. Today, I am so, so, so excited. If you've been following me for a while, y'all know my favorite two seasons of Atlanta are seasons eight and nine. And season eight has one of my favorite friends of the housewives, Tammy McCall Browning. She was an icon. I did not want her to leave. I wanted her to stay on the show. And I'm so excited to break down everything about her season. Welcome, Tammy. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I am so excited. I am not kidding. Like, you are one of my faves. I just loved you and you were gone way too soon. And I have to say, when I posted it on my stories, like anytime I posted like clips or, you know, even from yesterday when I posted stuff about having you on the pod, so many people agreed we needed you back. (laughs) Dude, that one thing that I will say about you housewife people, Mm y'all are some loyal motherfuckers. Amen. We are. Y'all are loyal. So, hey, I got to give y'all all all the props. But (laughs) yes, I was so excited when you asked me to do this. This is, I am so ready. This is going to be so much fun. Let's go ahead and just start off. Like, give us an update on life. So we haven't seen you since season eight. What has been going on? So no pun intended, Corona Mm -hmm. life. Because of course, if you were watching season eight, all I did the whole show was drink Corona Light. <laughs> you loved your Coronas. <laughs> oh my God. Corona Light is the most refreshing beverage ever on the planet. They need to get in touch with me. I'm going to do some commercials, whatever. I was just um, going to say, yeah, Corona, so if you are listening, call please. Tammy. Please. <laughs> call me, call me. <laughs> the, yeah, so actually, really, no pun intended. Corona just, you know, where do you even start? But so there is nowhere to start. So I'm just going to say, well, you guys would have met her if they did not leave all of this stuff on the chopping block on the floor, all this film. But you would have met my Miss Annette, who was my very first ballet teacher when I was four years old. And 45 years later, we get back together. I'm the... uh, dancer in her modern ballet company corona hits we can't rehearse so we've been talking about launching this clothing line forever but nobody ever had time so in the middle of corona we launched a clothing line and opened up a physical store like wow <laughs> like what what were a we thinking physical store during covid <laughs> yes yes it's just well, totally crazy so we celebrated our year anniversary in july um, and it is going so great. Like, I'm just so proud of us that yes. we even did it. Like, I'm 51 and she's 72 and it's a pandemic. And we're like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and do it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. And, Good Tammy. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of us. It's going What's the so name great. of the clothing line? It is called Does It Dance? And the name actually came from, um, so... A little fun fact. Obviously, I had my short-lived stint on Housewives, but my Miss Annette had a short-lived stint on Project Runway. And if people know the Project Runway history, there is a season that's called The Lost Season. 
because it was filmed in the middle of the uh, lawsuit between Bravo and Lifetime. So it never got aired. But my Miss Annette was on that season. So now the two of us, um, you know, now we're doing our own thing together. And both of us coming with these little backgrounds from, you know, reality drama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a kind of cool thing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, congratulations. So the the name Does It Dance came because she she made it to the final five of the season. Uh, They were sending a look down the runway and Tim Gunn, my king, my hero, asked her, her, well, Miss Annette, what is it that you think when you send a look down the runway? And she said, "Hmm, Does It Dance? So, you know, 10 years later, we're using that. that we're using that as the title of our label. That's amazing. Oh, I yeah. love that. And you said she was also your ballet teacher when you were younger? She was. She was my very first ballet teacher. Uh, we moved around quite a bit, but the constant in my life was always uh, ballet. Um, and I stopped dancing for 20 years to raise my son, Freedom, mm-hmm. uh, who is one of the reasons that I even did the show because mm-hmm. he's a rapper. So I stopped yep. dancing for 20 years and finally went back to dancing. So Miss Annette and I got back together and the rest is history. So are you still dancing now too? Um, well, we will be when we are allowed to go back into our rehearsal space. Now, of course, it's just going to be getting back into the space and having enough time to do it um, because we are, we've, we're selling stuff to boutiques and we have another fashion show coming up February the thirteenth. So we're, awesome. we're prepping right. We're prepping right now. We do. Um, we're doing a lot of redesigning clothing, uh, specifically vintage clothing, because I've oh. been collecting vintage clothing for like thirty years, and they don't make that stuff anymore. That kind of fabric you cannot find anywhere anymore. The stuff they made in the sixties and seventies. So we redesign a lot of stuff, and that's we actually sell it. Sell it out of our physical shop. And um, we are partnering with several um, nonprofits uh, that that we are doing some pretty big fashion shows coming up. So our next one is on February the thirteenth. So we're in prep mode. Most of our most of our models are actually dancers. So mm-hmm. our shows are you know a little bit more fun than a regular show. Like we've got yeah. people of all sizes. And, you know, some of them are modern dancers, some of them are ballerinas, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you got to make sure those fashions dance on down the runway. Dance, dance it out. Does it, Does it dance? dance. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive on into some Real Housewives of Atlanta. So you were... Added in in season eight, which again, between eight and nine, those are my favorite seasons. So I know you were introduced on the show by Cynthia, and you were also your Bob Whitfield, Sheree's ex-husband's best friend. Yes. yes. How were you approached to get on the show? Trying to remember back to that time period is really difficult on a couple levels, which I'll, I'll explain to you in a little bit. But the main thing was that I, that I, as I recall it, the main thing was me coming in as Bob and I being besties, which we are. We've been besties for like 600 years since our, since our mm-hmm. kids were little. And just, you know, exploring um, some of the things that we had, that we were doing and that we had in common. Like a lot of people don't even know that Bob and I and another friend of ours, uh, Tina Taylor Brown, had a radio show. 
So there's a lot of things. Oh, that, yeah, and nobody knows. Like it, there, there's a lot I had of no idea. Yep, yep. We had a radio show and it was a blast, and we got we got fired or cut off the air because Bob's coach got fired, and he was pissed on air and got drunk and set off a whole bunch of uh, what do you call the FCC whatever. <laughs> it was oh, drama. explicit. Ex- <laughs> expletives so they canceled <laughs> us because he kept dropping f-bombs because that dude as big as he is cannot drink to save his life so anyway <laughs> that yeah so there was like so much stuff you know that we were doing that was not aired and at the time he was thinking about so being my the... son's manager because he, my son's a rapper and he had just started his career so there was a lot of things that didn't get aired so they they approached me and i think the reason mm-hmm. they approached me was the Bob connection and Cynthia and I know each other from New York um, and mm-hmm. fr- uh, freedom Frico, my son, uh, my ex mm-hmm. used to play for the Hawks. So, you know, there was a couple of different little pieces that all kind of came together that made, gotcha. that, that made sense for the reality world. And so you and Cynthia, um, you said you knew each other from New York. Yes. Were you and Cynthia like, was that like a kind of a loose friendship or were you guys like actual friends? You know, sometimes they bring people on and they say, oh, we're friends, but maybe the friendship isn't like, like you, yeah. you knew each other or were acquaintances, but, yeah. or so were but, you guys like actual friends? You know, no, no, definitely, definitely loose. Um, okay. we have, we have some people, some people in common that we're very close to, which meant that we're mm-hmm. in that circle. So, you know, more definitely gotcha. loose, more like, okay, in that circle. But, um, yeah, from back in her modeling days in New York, New York, um, we had some very close mutual friends that were like big in the whole club scene and in New York back in the day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember a cast photo leaked. Um, and there was, I remember the, everything, or I think E was the one that announced prior to, you know, like trailers or anything being dropped that there's going to be two new housewives joining in season eight. And then a cast photo ended up leaking eventually where you were in the cast photo. And then, um, obviously later was not you. So you did film as a full-time housewife. Yes. Yeah. So there must be a ton of footage there, there that oh we really didn't say. Oh my see. God. I would give my right arm if I could get a hold of that footage. And I'm talking hours Same. and hours and hours. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I would just, yeah. Yeah. Cause like how they aired it, it's, it was very interesting. Cause that makes sense that you, you did film the whole time and they just must've cut some of it because they brought you in in like episode five or something. So um, I didn't know if like you had been filming all prior to that or <laughs> they literally just introduced you then, but you probably were filming prior to that and they just must've cut it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that there's, yeah, there is so much footage of me and my husband. Um, mm-hmm. So much footage of me in uh, ballet rehearsal. Um, footage mm-hmm. of my son. I mean, there's a lot of footage that, like, like I said, I, I, I'm not a billionaire, but I'd give all my money if I could get some of that footage. I'd like to see it. Yeah, 
<laughs> I do too. I, w- I want to see it too. When did that decision happen to go from full-time down to um, a friend? Since I'm obviously not, you know, a higher up, the way, the way that it played out in my eyes from, mm-hmm. it was foggy. It's kind of a fog back to that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that it played out was everything changed um, after the Miami trip. After Miami. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because that's. Which it actually. I know that Glenn was your nephew, but also you didn't do anything. (laughs) Right. So that's a bummer. Oh, God. Like, just even thinking about it right now, I'm like, I'm I'm feeling kind of like weird. But it's okay because I need to just go ahead and. and, No, no, no. I just need to let it go. Mm. Like, the. That I'm in the place where I am right now to, you know, mm-hmm. phew, release, put it out yes. to the universe. <laughs> let's, let's release it, get everything off your chest. It. I'm like, I gotta embrace it. Yes. It, it's in the, the real housewife universe forever and ever and ever. It's never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. They're gonna play the reruns yeah. forever and ever. Like I said, y'all are yeah. some loyal motherfuckers. <laughs> they will not let it go um so yeah i just gotta embrace that shit um but yeah so the so just like a a little check checkpoint that i'll kind of just put out for myself so you know we get to miami the you know it's me and kim are like kind of like the little outcasts or the outsiders and because we were filming there uh little glenn's mom was like oh yeah you know glenn's down there you know whatever i'm like literally like down there feeling like i have nobody really to talk to or to have my back for anything or you know whatever so i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. well little glenn's here all right so you know i'll call him he can come meet us for dinner like that just sounds like so innocent and it was so innocent and what it what it turned into just was just un unbelievable and you know, the real thing for me was I just felt so guilty because people were saying such horrible things about little Glenn. And I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it just broke my heart. I was, I, I mean, I just couldn't stop crying. It was terrible. I was so worried for him and just felt so bad that people were saying such awful things about him. And really the only thing he was doing was trying to be supportive of me. And, you mm-hmm. know, he saw, you know, a lot of stuff, of. Uh, that he that were that was really upsetting him about people being really mean to me a lot of mean girl stuff that he really didn't like mm-hmm. um and you know there again there's so so much stuff that people are never going to see but there was a lot of really really disrespectful stuff um being aimed at him i'm gonna back up for a second we'll probably come back into that um because i do want to get into back to the boat trip first before we go to miami (laughs) so you were introduced the day that they all went on the boat trip where kenya was hosting on the boat right Mm -hmm. yep that's when you were talking to candy and you said your son is a rapper you said his his name's freedom uh his real name is is freedom his rapper name is frico Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother story because i'm still pissed about that but But dude, seriously, Freedom is like the best entertainment name that somebody could ever have. Yeah, that would be a great name. Exactly. But so, you know, he wants to be be Freako, so whatever. (laughs) 
I have to, I'm going to give a shout out real quick. Fur on Fleek, uh, one of our followers said, how's her rapper son doing? Ever since her appearance, he's listened to The Drop. So, oh, that's um, so cool. Fur on Fleek yeah. listens to The Drop. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, The Drop had, it was like some big viral thing, even though I'm still old, I don't, still don't understand what the viral thing is per se. <laughs> Um, but at the time, he was in a group, uh, Frico and Merlo. Since then, since filming, he went ahead as a solo artist. So he, his name, his solo artist name is Frico. Um, and I mm-hmm. guess I'm supposed to say, yeah, follow him, Frico Squad Next Door, on Instagram, and I don't know all those other things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, he's, he's how got, do you spell it? Frico, Frico just yeah. Freak, F R E A K O. Uh, uh, no, Frico, um, F-R-E-C-O, and his F-R-E-C-O. handle, F-R- yeah, and his handle is uh, Frico Squad Next Door, so F-R-E-C-O, S for Squad, N-X-D, Squad Next Door. Okay. He's got, because um, he Make actually sure has, follow Frico. he actually has his own production company now, um, or production label, um, and he's doing it all himself. So I'm really proud of him. He's got tons of songs on Spotify and iTunes and Apple and all that junk. Did he ever end up working with Candy at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not too late, Candy. <laughs> it's not too late, Candy. So on that boat trip, there was some major drama between Portia and Cynthia. Um, if you remember, they there was like some <laughs> leg kicking. Everyone, everyone was getting pissed off about saying bitch, but they've been calling each other bitches all day. But you know who was nowhere to be found? Tammy. Where was Tammy at? <laughs> oh my god, dude! How did you miss all that, or oh did you god. purposely miss all that, <laughs> dude? I really just was so confused about what the fuck was going on like it was just, it was just so much <laughs> chaos so finally it just got to a point where i was like oh shit you know what i'm about to jump my ass in this water because i know none of these other chicks are gonna get their weaves wet <laughs> i'm just gonna jump my ass in this water and go swim and just cool cool off and just get some me time Real quick, we have to take a break. So I mm-hmm. just went ahead and jumped my ass in there. And they were like freaking out. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, dude, I'm about to just have some some moment of me and God and some nature. And just <laughs> so I jumped in. <laughs> and then my little devious, my, my tiny little devious streak kicked in. Where I was like, because I used to be a, a lifeguard. So like, I'm a swimmer swimmer. So I was like, ha, ha, ha. They're all waiting for me to get back on. I'm going to fuck with them. So I would like swim and dive down really, really deep and just stay down there for, for a long time to just fuck with them. So then I'd finally come up and they're like, it's time for you to come in. It's time for you to get back. So finally I got back on. So I'm down in the bottom, you know, changing clothes, putting on some, you know, new clothes. Mm. And all of a sudden it sounds like fucking Baghdad. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, just <laughs> yelling and screaming and boom, boom, boom. I mean, I literally, I was like, dude, what the hell? Am I in Afghanistan? What the fuck is happening? And somebody, somebody runs down and they're like, you know, just move out, stay out of the way because something. I mean, I, 
I did not, I had no idea what was going on. Like, I really, really thought that, like, there was some, like, explosions and bombs happening. So, you know, come to find out later, they're, you know, kicking each other and... Kicking each other. Exactly! I mean... (laughs) Dude, I'm just like, okay, did I enter romper room? Like, I have absolutely no idea what, what what was going on. I was very, I was totally clueless and just really in shock. Like, kicking? Like, is that yeah. is that on the menu? I, I, <laughs> I did not understand that that was on the menu. But okay, even on that level, like, I don't even understand that part because I don't call people bitch. That's just not me. And if mm-hmm. I do call somebody a bitch... That means you're my fucking girl, and we have gone through some shit. Like if I call you bitch, it's like yes. bitch. You know we, yeah, we've been we've been through some shit. <laughs> you know we have the boat trip, but then Kenya and Portia decide they want to do this Miami trip to have a little redo, essentially. So on the way to the airport, you rode with Cynthia and Kenya, and. You know, they were getting a little messy trying to get the dirt on Sheree from you. In the moment, you, f- I think you said that you don't think Sheree would have married him if he didn't play football or something. And so Kenya said, oh, so you mean she's a gold digger? She has some pretty harsh things to say. About me? She's not ever said anything negative to my face. Well, I mean, she said some really nasty things in the car talking mm-hmm. about Sheree and how she told Bob that he should marry her. I personally don't think that she would have been with him had he not been playing for the Falcons. So she was a gold digger. Well, who said that? So I was just curious, do you do you still think possibly that she wouldn't have married Bob if he wasn't a... I mean, uh, who knows? I, I mean, shit. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> even know how to answer that question. <laughs> then we get to Miami. Uh-huh. And you're walking around with your Corona, which very me love a Corona. I'm like, oh, and, shit, I need to go get um, one right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's five o'clock somewhere. My favorite, it sure is. My favorite scene <laughs> was when you and Phaedra were getting ready for dinner, and then you're walking to the bus, and she's galloping with your <laughs> braids. <I've, laughs> that <laughs> clip. <laughs> sends me all the time it's so good yeah i mean she she really was the only person that i mean when i say the only person you know kim doesn't count because me and kim are a whole Mm. different thing from everybody else yeah um but she was the only one that showed me any type of kindness she really was. I was going to say, it It seemed like Phaedra really did want to, like, take you under her wing and, like, yeah. she, sort of try to really, include you more. Yeah. And, you know, now using the word kindness seems, you know, given what we're living in right now, seems kind of, like, vague. But it really was. She really was. She, she was the only one that kind of acted like I was a human being, mm-hmm. you know, with. Yeah, I know. With what you feelings. Mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was. It's hard to describe, but yeah, I mean, I will always forever be grateful um, to Phaedra um, because the, and just a little bit of background also, because, because I know you're going to want to interview me again after this because we're having so much fun, Duh. but Tammy could but come back anytime. Uh, yeah, the, just, um, you know, because obviously the way that, that you react to things are, are based on what is happening around you and 
you know, behind the scenes in your real life. So right. just for me, that period of time that I really, mm-hmm. really have a very difficult time remembering a lot of details about that period in my life because my baby brother had died just before, not too long before I started filming. So I didn't even know it until later that I was in the middle of a manic episode during that time period that we were filming. Um, and not not because of filming, not because of the show uh, at all. Like I would never right. say it was because of that at all. No, the I, you know, have um, mental illness, you know, history in my DNA. Um, I just mm-hmm. never had any depression signs until the big, huge trigger, which your baby brother, who, you know, is bipolar, man depressive, and has struggled with it for years, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. when he suddenly passes away as a result of his illness, that's a pretty fucking big trigger. So, you know, that, that, that switch was flipped. And I really can't remember so much because, you know, come to find out later after after three stints of being put in a loony bin <laughs> and a <laughs> lot of therapy and a lot of medication, turns out mm-hmm. I was in a manic phase during that that period. So um, it is kind of hard to remember oh, a lot so of stuff. I'm so sorry. The, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. The, I mean, it's really, you know, I, for me to be in a place right now that I am able to actually talk to you with, and, and about this, this whole time period is such a huge mm-hmm. step on my part. Like, damn, I've really come a long way. And I applaud you. Thank you for sharing that with us too, because honestly, one of the biggest things that in this country is the stigma with mental health issues that we need to talk about this stuff because there, it's it's something that everybody should not be afraid to talk about. It's like we... You know, we seek out help and treatment and stuff for, you know, illnesses that are an infection or when you break a bone or, you know, need to have surgery. So your mind is the same thing. And so thank you for really sharing. It really is like, you know, why if if somebody tells you they have cancer, everybody feels so bad for them. But if you have, you know schizophrenia or bipolar or depression or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's like, you're supposed to be ashamed of it. And right. And nobody has any sympathy for you. Like where, how does that, you know, equate? Yes. Um, And you know, the idea that people will go to a heart doctor and take their heart medication every day, you know, right. Like it's nothing, but your brain, Mm -hmm. which really is the most important part of your body. You don't want to go to a doctor and get some medication for that. And if somebody is listening, not only seek out the help, but something that I really that I really try to tell people when they're asking me questions about what what I went through and you know being hospitalized and all the different uh, medications and procedures and everything that I had to go through to get healthy. Don't give up. The just just because one medication doesn't work, don't just say you know fuck it, it's just not going to work. No, there are so mm-hmm. many different medications you have, and it might, and it's not an overnight thing. Like, it's not like you're going to take Mm-mm. a pill and you're going to wake up the next day fit. No, it takes yeah. time. It has to get into your system. 
And if once it gets into your mm. system, if it's not the right one for you, you know, you might have to switch to something else. So just know that it's something that's going to take some time. Time to you, figure but out. But if you put the time and the effort into it, you can have a fucking great quality of life. So that, yes, I, I just want to tell, you know, I just want everybody to know. Yes. Don't, don't yes. just be like, oh, damn, you know, I'm jacked up and life is shit and I hate it. And think that you're just stuck with it. You're you're not. Just be patient and put the work in, and you can have a, a really great thrive. You can thrive. So Phaedra, again, like you said, she she really did take you under her wing, and I felt like she was the one that was like a friend to you um, the most. And then, so you you guys gallop while she's galloping with your braids <laughs> <laughs> into the bus and go to dinner. And you know, housewives love a dinner party and making it messy, messy, messy. So Kenya or Sheree, I think it was Sheree, yeah, that Mm -hmm. brought up everything with you and Bob. And she claimed that Bob had told her that y'all had been together before and you were like caught off guard completely. Uh, Have you ever, did you ever ask Bob about him saying that to her? Yeah. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Did you say that to her? (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? Actually, I really don't remember, but when we get off here, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call his ass and ask him the, because, because (laughs) she was throwing, okay. Like I said, it's hard for me to remember a lot of stuff. But just from mm-hmm. little clips that people have sent me, because, you know, people love to send me clips and they love to send me all the yes. memes. The, the, and I, <laughs> I actually, the, the one meme, there's a couple memes that I laugh every single time I, I see it. <laughs> the one when I'm at the pool with my Corona light and it, at the bottom it says, um, well, you know, whatever. And I take a swig of beer. That shit is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah because she was like throwing out all these other names of other friends of ours that she was claiming that he slept with which i was like okay first of all what are you talking about no he didn't and then you know i'm like in my brain like wait a minute could that be true <laughs> like, I'm questioning right it. well i'm like questioning it like Shit, could that be true like you know did he really sleep with everybody um, so I, I'm very sure that I like, you know, called like cussing him out, like, dude, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, when we get off of here, I'm going to yeah, call him. Yeah, you were blindsided. I'm going to go through a checklist of, of our female friends' names and see what he's got to say about it now. So, yeah. So the next day you guys are out in Miami and, um, you guys go on a boat then you guys are dancing and partying and start to have dinner. And you invited little Glenn and one of his friends over and they came um, or you invited them all back to the house. So everyone gets back to the house. Everyone's been partying, drinking, having good time. Did alcohol play a role into where everything like kind of went left? Like was was it just like a long day of drinking and then every so everyone was maybe a little like on I don't know. I feel yeah. like things can happen when you've been drinking during the day and all oh, that yeah, and then continuing. Sure. Oh yeah. There, right. I mean you know there was hella drinking going on. And yeah, there was hella drinking going on. So absolutely there's no question that it played a very big part in it. Um and the sad the sad thing about it is you know, once before we got to that to the crazy land 
That mm-hmm. day was the first day that I had started kind of feeling a little bit comfortable. The like when we were out, I actually couldn't even notice that. The, yeah, like when we were, like, we were out I, on the boat and they're dancing and doing stuff and whatever, and like we were joking, joking around. And I know there was a couple things mm-hmm. that I said that I was just laughing my ass off. Like I'm so funny. Like even if nobody else thought it was funny, <laughs> I was I was laughing my ass off. And you know we were going around and we went to a couple of spots and we were dancing with people. And I mean, I, I that was I just was starting to kind of find my way. Um, you know, to that, get to a yeah. little bit of a comfort level. You found you were getting to find your footing. Exactly. With the group exactly. So that's that's mm-hmm. what makes the whole that whole situation even more tragic. Is I was just right. starting to get comfortable and find but, my little niche or my little you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was definitely uh, a, a alcohol two thousand percent played a mm-hmm. very big part in it, and and a lot of needling and really just disrespectful unnecessary jabs in little Glenn's direction. Obviously we don't see, we only saw what we saw on the show. We weren't there as viewers. So the only things that we've seen, like he, you know, was upset whenever Kenya snapped and said, Hey, young buck and like snapped to get his attention. And then later when y'all were back at the, at the mansion, that I guess, oh, you were on your way over to the hot tub where everyone was. And she said something like, oh, auntie's lurking over coming to see. And he thought, I guess he thought that she was insulting you or something. Did he, did you happen, like, did he know any of these dynamics prior to going into the house? So no, he did not um, have a rundown on the dynamics before he got there. Okay. Um, and. So I'm because you wanted to know the behind the scenes and the real. So this is the real. She was it wasn't one snap. She was snapping at him in his face repeatedly because she was trying to get his attention. Uh, she wanted him to pay attention to her. But really, what was going on was Glenn was, was drinking and having fun, and he was actually kind of up in Sheree's grill. Like oh, <laughs> I was like first of all. All these people are too old for your ass, whatever. But he was like really kind of feeling Sheree. Oh. So he was like all up in okay, her face. Okay, All up in her face and, you know, just having fun. And and uh, the other one was like snapping and getting mad and all in his face. I mean, it was there was a whole lot of jabs that y'all didn't see. Yes. So there okay. you go. There's there's That's a little juicy tidbit There's some tea. <laughs> There's a juicy, I love that. A juicy tidbit. Going for Sheree. Uh, oh my dude, goodness. Look, look, Sheree looks good. Okay. Like, oh, Sheree is Sheree stunning. looks good. I do want to say, although there is, you know, a lot of jabs and all of that stuff, I did feel in it that, you know, he was a lot more aggressive, especially towards, you know, women and stuff like that. Did he ever feel like, the next day or anything like remorse of how all of that went down and all of that or any apologies or anything like that. Cause I understand. I, I mean, I, I totally understand that if you know, he, him being upset, if he's getting jabs and all of that, mm-hmm. but it did seem he's like, you know, very tall and a lot bigger than all of these girls and stuff. And he's a man. 
it seemed that he was just he was very i i could see why kenya was and candy and all of them were uncomfortable i have never actually watched that episode so the way i can't really comment on what was actually broadcast and how it looked to someone that was watching it um the only thing i've seen is little tiny you know two second memes so Mm -hmm. i really am not really even equipped to answer that question after all of that obviously that was sort of the last time we saw you and i am devastated over it because like i said i'm a tammy stan um actually fun fact this is so funny so you know how on instagram like in your dms like you can be in sort of like a group chat with people yeah what so back in the day when one of the first like group dms that i'm in with on my with my friends is with me and my friend joe and my friend brandon and guess what the name of the group chat is oh my god tammy fan club (laughs) (laughs) i'm not lying i can screenshot it and send it to you you have to send that to me you have to yes Oh my God, I love you. Joe and Brandon and I, we love we love us some Tammy. Yeah, they were I, so excited people, when I told um, them we were, you were coming some on. people were like sending me some messages, something about, I guess, during that time, there were people that were going on interviews calling me the beer girl. And I was like, I fucking the love beer it. Girl. The beer girl. I love it. <laughs> She's the beer girl. She loves her Corona. The beer girl. I'm like, hey, I'll take it. So before we get into fan questions, is there any other, any tea or any sort of things that you want to mention regarding the time on the show um, and all of that? I don't regret doing it. Um, There's a lot of, even though though that was like a a brutal time in my life on, you know, multiple Mm -hmm. levels, there... there's definitely things that I'm able to take from it now as positives and to help me and, you know, my loved ones navigate this world that we're living in. So, you know, I right. went into it like, oh, wow, very naive. I was quite naive. So I really did go into it like, oh, shit, this is going to be a really cool adventure. This could be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great adventure. It's going to be so fucking cool. And, you know, then, you know, I got in it and it was kind of like I wasn't prepared for the Lord of the Flies type feel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like I was telling you, it really was kind of, you know, sad that it was in Miami that I was just starting to feel, you know, a little bit comfortable, you know, so it was unfortunate Mm -hmm. that it ended that way. Um, But yeah, there's a, a ton now, so many years later um positives that i can take away from it and you know like like i was also telling you y'all loyal motherfuckers you know you can't escape (laughs) it so you gotta embrace it um a funny story i was telling someone the other day uh, i was in africa in ghana uh two years ago and i'm you know i'm in ghana i'm in africa like you know the motherland and these people are running up to me that's wife. that's wife They remembered you. Yeah, no. A friend of mine, I don't know if you've ever spoken to her. Um, My friend Ebony, have you ever spoken to Ebony? Oh my God. It's funny that you say that because (laughs) the first fan question is from Real Housewives Forever. How does she know Ebony from Roni? Oh, that is so funny. (laughs) That's the first question? That was the first one. Oh my God, that is so crazy. (laughs) 
we have another mutual friend, my other bestie, who lives in Brooklyn. She and, and let me, I need to talk about her too. Um, Jody Patterson. Um, mm -hmm. She is an author. She's written two books uh, about raising her trans son. Um, she mm -hmm. is a chairperson for the Human Rights Campaign. So she's oh, like a big amazing. deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a really big deal. And she's like a staple of New York, you know, who's who society. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so she and Ebony uh, became friends um, because Jody is on the speak, this, this big speaking circuit. And she is so prominent, you know, in the New York community. So that's how we met. Ebony invited us to a little uh, cocktail thing that she was doing. And immediately, the second we met, we were like, it's like we saw the the goofballness in each other and we just like were attracted to each other like a moth to a flame. So yeah, we oh, were just we were like great. instantly just like loving each other. So yeah, I, I, when I saw you guys were hanging out. I yeah. DM'd her right away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love Tammy." She's like, she said the same thing. She said she loved you right away. Oh, so yeah. that's I, great. I love me some Ebony. She is just so much fun. That's I good. just adore her. Math Mike wants to know if you, if the opportunity arose, is there another Real Housewives franchise that you would join? Like, would you ever want to join one of the other cities? <laughs> oh wow. Um... Like, yeah. do you watch all any of them? I do not. I do not. Okay. I so I never. The, okay, so let me back up. It's not because I refuse to watch it. Right. I really am a weirdo. I, I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch the news because it's too scary. I mm -hmm. literally, what I watch to go to sleep at night is serial killer documentaries and movies. That's <laughs> serial killers. We love a true crime. Serial killers is what puts me to sleep at night. <laughs> uh, so I totally embrace my weirdoness. But yeah, yes. no, like I need some, I need some, some uh, heads being chopped off, some bodies buried. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we love a true crime doc oh, in this yes. house as well. Oh yes, but in answer to the question, what? I would never oh, yeah. say never to a possible adventure. So let, let me say that. Oh, I like that. Right. That's oh, good. Oh, would you ever go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta if they asked you? Uh, I mean, like a year ago, I would have been like, "Oh my god, dude, hell the fuck no!" Like, "Oh my god." <laughs> but again, now I'm at such a different place. Um, emotionally, mm -hmm. that I yeah. I would still never say never again. Yeah, I'll never say I'll never oh, say incredible. never. To, I'll never say never to any possible adventure. You hear that, Bravo? Bring <laughs> Tammy back. Real Housewives intro wants to know: since you were supposed to be full time housewife, did you have a tagline that, or did you ever create a tagline that you would you would have um, for the show if you would have been a Housewife. The, okay, so yeah, there definitely was a tagline because we did all the photos, you know, we did the group photos and we did the little individual, mm -hmm. you know, where you hold yeah, the yeah, yeah. things. 
So I definitely did have a tagline. Do I remember what it is? No. So I'm going to have to go research that. Damn. I'm going to have to go research that because it definitely is somewhere. Oh, So that'll good. be my homework. I will go research that and find yes. out what it was. CM Rodrigo wants to know, what was your storyline? I know it's reality TV and it's not like you have to have, it's not like you make a story for the show, but mm-hmm. like what was going on in that time frame that would have probably been your storyline? Does that make sense? So what was supposed to be my storyline was mm-hmm. that I was like, you know, a momager to my son, Frico, who at that time mm-hmm. had a viral video and mm-hmm. Bob was thinking about, you know, co-managing him. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that was the main, that was what was supposed to be the main storyline and the main storyline and like, gotcha. you know, none of that got any you know, right. traction. Bossy lady, Aaron one wants to know was Kim Fields as disengaged from the group as it came across on the show. Okay. So again, since I haven't seen what they aired per se, right. Being there. I, I didn't feel like she was disengaged. I didn't feel like she was disengaged. I felt like, and again, you know, I wasn't there most of the time because after Miami, you know, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't there. So you were done. You know, yeah. I don't know what was going on, you know, after, after they canned me. But during the time that I saw, I didn't feel like she was disengaged. I felt like she was confused. And I think both of us were in that boat. Like I really, it was really kind of like a, at a certain point, we just had to have a moment where we had to like cling to each other because we really did not understand the the, the dynamics the, and the chaos that was going on around us. I mean, coming into these these groups, these casts, I mean, if, especially if they've been like working together for a little while, it's sometimes it's hard making your way and finding your place. Um, so I totally get that. And I think and, and, I, I think and viewers, you actually put it also, perfectly. And viewers also need to understand like they look they look at it, um, I mean not they, a lot of people look at it and think that's easy doing these shows is not easy it is not even a little bit easy it's hard as shit <laughs> so you know that when, when people are like you know talking shit and you know throwing jabs and punches and shit like it's like whoa dude like you do not understand that shit is not mm. easy is there anything else you want to promote um or tell people where they can find you or whatnot uh, yeah, um, I my Instagram is just my full name at Tammy McCall Browning. We our physical shop. If you are in Atlanta, come see us. We're inside Westside Market um, on North Druid Hills Road in Atlanta. Uh, feel free to come see us and follow me for some updates. Um, our label does it dance. Uh, we actually were chosen um, by uh, a class at Georgia Tech, and they are currently creating our website for us so oh that's amazing yeah, I'm, I'm really excited it's a two semester project so they're going to be finishing it up in the next couple of months um so be on the lookout for that website coming soon oh but in the meantime i do have another website for these back these uh, harnesses that i designed and also these fabulous wonder twin superpower rings that oh. i make um it's called tammy swing dot com and Uh uh-huh and of course and 
my son, of course, is Frico Squad Next Door. So check him out. Thank you so much, Tammy, for coming on. I'm so Absolutely. excited. I was so any, happy to have any, you. Any time. This this was therapeutic for me. And don't forget to visit thedip.com where you can get commentary and analysis from writers, editors, and fans who are just as passionate about pop culture as you are. That's the dip with two Ps.com and follow them on Instagram at the dip. You can also follow me at Faces by Bravo where we can keep in touch until next time. And as always, but now we said it. <laughs> 